Well, how did you guys wake up this morning? Huh? How'd you wake up? Maybe your alarm went off, right? And at first you're probably like, oh, shit. God, okay, well, I guess I'm up, you know? Then maybe you, you hit snooze a couple of times just to ease into the day, right? And then finally after a couple of snoozes, you're like, all right. All right, I got to get up. Time for it. You get up. Maybe you, you, you go into the kitchen. You got a cup of coffee waiting for you. You get the cup of coffee. You sip it. You're like, oh, wow. Between the coffee and the cauliflower last night, I got to take a shit. You go into the bathroom. It falls out of you, right? You feel good. You're on TikTok. You're losing weight. You wipe your ass. You hop in the shower. And, you know, you, you get about your day, right? And, and as you're leaving the house, you're probably thinking, fuck, I got to go to work. But you know what? I had a pretty solid morning, right? Not me. <laughs> oh, boy. Not me. Not me. 7.30, my alarm goes off, and accompanied with that is a fucking chainsaw next door. Literally, a chainsaw. I mean, a chainsaw, my bedroom to where the exterior of my apartment is, to where the next fucking uh, house is next to me, is probably a mere, hmm, I don't know, 25 feet. So my alarm goes off. I press snooze. Before the even the extra alarm goes off, post-snooze, I hear fucking... A couple of guys going, Jimmy! Oh, Jimmy! You gotta pull the fucking... Pull the branch! Pull the fucking branch, Jimmy! All of a sudden... Fucking Jimmy finally pulls the goddamn branch. It falls. Watch out! Then Jimmy drags the fucking Jimmy and Joe and fucking jerk off Eddie. Drag the branch down to the fucking street, which is only 45 feet away from my bedroom. And then I hear the fucking grinder go off like it's a fucking officer in Fargo going in. Just like... And then just just replay that over and over and over again while I'm trying to drink my coffee, go on TikTok, and take a fucking shit. Just replay that over... You gotta pull the branch. You gotta cut and pull. Did you tie the rope to the branch so when it falls, does it fucking kill somebody? No. You gotta do that. What not? I don't fucking know. Hey, Fred, pull that fucking branch to the street. Start fucking driving this thing. We're behind schedule. At 7 fucking 30 this shit's going on it lasts until fucking 10 when i leave my house it lasts for hours hours just trying to drink my coffee just trying to relax just ease into the day okay zoe she fucking went to bed late last night because she's on a late schedule because she works nights and she wakes up at fucking nine and she looks like a, a fucking bus hitter because she's waking up a couple hours before she usually gets up because it's her day off and she's sleeping in. Nope, not today, pumpkin tits. You got fucking Jimmy and Eddie and Freddie cutting down a fucking oak tree next door. Okay? But no. So get up. Splash some fucking water into your face. Because this morning ain't going to be delightful. And welcome to the podcast, folks. This is Just Count to Ten. I am your host, Vinny Falcone. And this is the Anger Management Podcast that won't help you with your anger. <laughs> That's right. We'll just get angry together. How you doing, folks? How are you? Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Miss you. Love you all. Thanks for listening. 
my my morning was fucking shot today. Just a, just chalk it up as a dud, huh? Yeah, Thursday, seven twenty-seven. Fuck you. That's what that's what today resulted in, huh? Just chainsaws and machines going off. How is this okay? Seven thirty in the morning. On a fu- oh, well, Vinny, it's a weekday. It's a weekday. They're probably thinking you're at work at eight or at work at nine, so you're up by seven thirty. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay, when I worked for the road department, I was I, I we did asphalt, concrete, all that kind of shit, and sometimes we had to jackhammer. But guess what? There was a noise ordinance where we couldn't jackhammer before nine a.m. I think that's pretty reasonable, right? Even though it's a weekday, maybe people who aren't working or have off schedules like Zoe or just want to ease into the day gently, maybe you wait until 9 in the morning to fucking chainsaw and jackhammer and weed whack and blow. Huh? Maybe you wait until an appropriate time where if you are working that day, you're probably already at work, so your morning schedule isn't ruined, or possibly if you, you know, work nights or don't have a traditional schedule and you work on weekends and you're off during the week randomly, maybe, you know, you could sleep in until nine and then get woken up by some fucking jerk off in a vest blowing leaves and shit all over people's cars or, or, or cutting down trees, you know? Is that so much to ask? Am I crazy? Is this weird? Is this unreasonable? Or maybe these fucking guys in the hard hats and yellow shirts should be shot in the back of the fucking kneecaps and dragged and then put into that fucking chipper and they go get blown into the back of their fucking truck and then I drive it away and dump it out and then drive it back and put up a sign going, no more chainsawing before fucking 9 a.m. You know, maybe I do that. You know, I don't know. Vinny Falcone for mayor of California. Mayor of Los Angeles, thank you. Governor of California. Wait, what, what is it again? It's governor of a city, mayor of a state. I'm fucking stupid. Maybe I should run because everyone else is fucking stupid and they're doing just fine. Maybe I'll just run and make $300,000 a year and play with my fucking cock and wear a suit. You know what I mean? I don't know. How you doing, guys? You good? I got to do this one and then I'm going to get dinner with my brother. He's in town tonight. Um, where is he? See my real-time location on maps, thanks. Beat it, pal. I'm on the way. Okay. Yeah, he's sharing his location like we're fucking. All right. So, yeah. So, that really grinded my gears, as they say. I mean, wouldn't that annoy you? Would would that not annoy you? Regardless of the fact that I had to be out of the house by 9 or 9.30, whatever it was this morning, I still had to wake up and deal with that while I'm trying to ease into the morning. That, that, that was my first couple hours. They always, they always say the first, I mean, I, I always say, maybe they too. The first couple hours a day kind of set to, you know, dictates what the rest of the day is going to be like. Well, guess what? I guess mine's going to be a clusterfuck then. I guess mine's going to be annoying all day. But I actually had a good day today. I actually had a good day today. Um, okay, we got a couple of things to crack into here, folks. I will give you an update on Operation Shitstorm um, with, with, uh, with, what's it called? Hollywood rides. I'll give you an update with them. I just, got off, I just actually just got off the phone with them a couple hours ago, so I'll give you an update with those cocksuckers. Um, okay, so I don't know what is going on with garbage cans. I feel like Zoe and I are pretty clean, pretty neat, pretty orderly. We don't do the overflow in the garbage when it gets full. We take it out. We we, we take out the trash. Um, we always use a garbage bag, obviously, or some kind of liner. We're not animals. 
yet somehow there's always shit in the the plastic liner that gets outside of the garbage bag. Well, Vinny, 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 are you putting the garbage bag in securely to where food is? In? Yes, you fuck. Yes. Okay. I even watched a whole t- tutorial on how to properly put a garbage bag in in the most efficient way, to where this thing is snug. Okay. It's like an elastic band. This fucking thing. Okay. One side. It's nothing's getting over this. Everything that we go into the garbage can, it goes into the, the bag. It doesn't go. But yet somehow, when I take it out, there's shit in the liner. I I changed the garbage bag yesterday. I almost passed out from the smell. We we've had it for two years, granted. But again, we're not fucking animals. But you know what? I'm like enough is enough. I'm done. I'm done. Because I even washing this thing out, it ain't worth it. I'm gonna wash it out. I'm gonna have to like stick my arm into it. I'm gonna get gook all over my fucking body. I don't really have, I don't really have a yard to do this. I barely have a fucking hose. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna order one on Amazon. It'll be like 50, 50, 60 bucks, whatever. It'll be good for the year. You know, one thing I've been doing lately is, as opposed to looking at the price, I've been breaking down the price for how long I think it'll I'll use it for. You know, so instead of like looking at it as like, oh god, sixty bucks, I go no, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to use it for a year. I think I think an annual trade out of garbage cans is good. Every year you get a new garbage can. So if if it's sixty dollars and I get it for a year, it's only five bucks a month. I'm using this garbage can. You know what I mean? And that's how I'm looking at shit from now on. Oh, Vinny, you got a really nice watch. That's a lot of fucking money, dude. Do you really have that money? Well, kind of, technically, yes, but also no. Well, what if I have it until I'm fucking until I die? Well, if you break that down, it's like cents a month for this watch. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to look at shit like that. Anyway, I'm like, all right, I'll get a new garbage can. I'll throw this thing out. Someone will think it's a body because it smells so bad, but I'll throw this out and I'll get a new one. So I go on Amazon. Why is not, why isn't every garbage can, the first unit of measurements is feet and inches and, or a picture of someone. This, like, if I was selling a garbage can, I'd have, it's three feet tall by one foot and a half deep by da 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 da. That's what I would fucking put. And also, I would put in the picture next to the product, a jerk off in a plaid t-shirt named fucking Joe, and I'd say, Joe's six foot. And I would show a picture of the garbage can next to Joe. So maybe you're not good at like identifying feet and inches. But at least you know what six foot looks like. And if the, if the garbage can is mid-thigh on Joe, you know, yeah, this is the fucking size I need. Or if the garbage can is below Joe's knees, you go, okay, maybe this is a garbage can for the bathroom. You know, or a garbage can for my office. Or for the fucking basement, whatever. But for the kitchen, I need a garbage can that's just above Joe's knee. Because Joe's six foot, that's a good fucking height. That's what I would do. Call me crazy. But no, these fucking pricks on Amazon and all these other sites, they do quarts and liters and gallons. What am I? What am I buying a fucking keg of beer, guy? Huh? Quarts, gallons, liters? What the fuck? What, are, what is this? We're in the army now, and I, I'm working the water station in the army, and I should I should just know how many water, I mean liters and quarts and gallons this is. No, give me inches and feet. So I go look on Amazon, and I see one, and it's like 30 liters, or whatever the fuck it was, 90 quarts, 10 gallons, whatever it was. And I'm like, uh, well, considering that this is the first option, and you know, most people have the garbage can in their kitchen, and usually if you're going to have multiple garbage cans in your home, the one in the kitchen is the largest, 
and every other supplementary can is smaller, I would assume this is the can I need. Do I know what 60 quarts is? No. Do I know what 90 liters is? No. I, whatever it was, no. But just by judgment, I'm like, okay, this is probably it. But I should have known that my judgment is usually incorrect. So a day later, yesterday, this thing shows up, okay? This was a garbage can for fucking dwarfs. All right? The Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka would have been like, this thing's fucking tiny. It was below my fucking knee. This could, this, this could have gone in my goddamn bathroom. This could have been Bellows garbage can. This thing was so goddamn small. I'm like, and Zoe's like, what the fuck did you buy? I'm like, it was labeled in quarts and liters, Zoe, in gallons. You would have fucked up too. Hate to break it to you. Well, doesn't it say feet and inches? I'm like, I didn't see it. So I go back over on Amazon to go into my returns and I look at the product again. If you scroll all the way down in fine print, it says two and a half feet by a foot and a half tall. Da -da -da -da. I'm like, why would that not be in bold lettering next to order now? Why wouldn't it be the picture of the can and then X feet, X thing? And also, like I said, a picture of a guy who's six foot. So you can see that this is barely mid-shit on this fucking prick. You know what I mean? So now I got to print out a label. I got to go drop it off at UPS. I got to pester them for a receipt. Because how many times have I emailed like Spectrum modems or routers or AT&T routers back? And then they call me up. We never got your, rot your rotom modem or the fuck, sir. And I'm like, well, I, I gave it to UPS. Well, do you have a receipt? And like an idiot, I just didn't get one. So I'm like, oh, it's fine. This is their whole job description, sending things and receiving things. They should have this one, but no. So I got to go to UPS. I got to get a receipt. I got to hold on to that thing for probably 18 months until Amazon emails me in 2025 going, we never got your garbage can. We're, we're going to have to keep charging you that $50 until we get the receipt back. Did you keep a receipt from fucking... 21 months ago? No, I, I, I don't have that receipt from seven fiscal quarters ago. Like, it just whatever. So, I got to do that on Saturday on my day off. And I also got to babysit Pat's dog and Marissa's dog this weekend. But, you know, that's what you do for friends. That's what you do for friends, you know? Not, not only to mention that they would reciprocate, but that's also not why I'm doing it. I'm not gonna, just going to do it. For reciprocal purposes. Uh, I'm doing it because it's my best friend. Okay. Um, and you know. If I was in a pinch. Or I want to have like a, a. You know a cute weekend with my girlfriend or whatever. Hey you know I want to go to a baseball game. With uh, Marissa. Can you babysit. Yeah okay I'll do it. You know. I don't want to be a selfish prick. So. Anyway. Lucky for me actually. There's a UPS store right next to that apartment. So I can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Maybe kill myself too. But, uh, yeah, so that fucking pissed me off. Quartz liters and gallons, that's great, guys. But fucking feet and inches, you cocksuckers. <sighs> a small little bugaboo is, um, so I went to the golf range a couple weeks ago. And now it's, 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 golf is insane. It's packed. It's just, it's just unreasonable. Um, because everyone's playing after COVID because everyone got into it because it was the only thing that you could do outside because, you know, those fucking pricks just ruined everything. You could you, you couldn't even do a, couldn't even skate in a skate park. Remember that? Remember that? We're gonna look back in twenty years, or maybe we're already looking back in three years from, from the fact. 
and think of all the dumb shit they did to avoid people going outside where it was almost impossible to transmit. UV rays killed the virus. But yet, they did all this shit to prevent us from going outside to receive vitamin D, which was one of the most important vitamins that you actually need to fight the virus. Wasn't that weird? Wasn't that weird that the CDC failed, and, and Fauci, that miserable fucking prick, that guy should be in jail, they failed to mention that zinc, C and D are the most important vitamins to actually have in your body to, and, and actually a key differentiator between people dying and also in the ICU were people that had high levels of zinc and C and D. But fa yet they failed to mention that. Isn't that, isn't that odd? Isn't that kind of funny? So we, we couldn't have access to that pertinent information as well as get outside and not go fucking crazy. But when they did clear out outdoor activity, golf was a big thing that people got into because it was fun. It's 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 amazing, you know. I always say if, we, if you know, it's seen it's cliche. I know, but you can learn a lot about a lot from golf, and and then implement that into your life. It actually has helped me a ton. One, you're never as good as you think. Two, you could always fuck up. Three, whenever you do amazingly, you just feel on top of the world. Four, when you're playing with new people, you could just you could have just met them, but everyone is. Always supportive of each other. Great shot. Dude, great shot. Oh, my God. I was rooting for... You know, if you're just nice to people and actually get to know them, you, you really you really see that you're, you get along with most people. M most people are actually nice, nice, and they deal a lot in common. You know, if you get angry and get pissed off, you're not going to play better. Getting angry, getting pissed off is, is, is a disaster on the golf course. You're, you're almost certain to play worse. So controlling... Your emotions is important. You know? How you act around other people is a good indication of, you know, what kind of person you'd be. If you're going to cheat in the game, you might cheat in life. So many endless things that apply to golf can apply to your life, which is why a lot of people, when they do business, they want to play golf with you. They want to see how you are. It's a really big um, window into who you are as a person, I think. I think many people would, uh, would agree with that as well. Anyway. I love golf, and a lot of people started playing it, and now they are hooked too. It's, it's fucking amazing. You could play 18 holes, and in all 18 holes, you could have the majority of just horrible, shitty shots. You're cursing yourself. You're trying to keep it together. You're slamming beers back to calm the nerves. But within that 18 holes and those dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of strokes that are horrible, you could have one pure shot or one perfect putt or one perfect chip, and you, you, you feel it in your hands, you hear it, and then people applaud you for it, that's what keeps you coming back. That's it. It's fucking addicting. So people experience that, they've realized that, and now they're hooked too. I get it. So now when I go to the range or play a round, it's packed. I, mean, I actually haven't even played a full round in months. Because I can't get a tee time. I can't. Maybe I'll play 10, maybe 14 holes. Can't get all 18 in because there's just no tee times. So I go to the range a couple nights ago, and it's packed. And I'm waiting behind this couple who they have like 10 balls left. I'm like, okay, great. This should take a few minutes. Now, when you're at the range, unless you're Jordan Spieth or fucking Tiger Woods, or unless you're a PGA professional, top amateur, on the Corn Ferry Tour, whatever the fuck, unless you're doing that, 10 balls should take you no more than like 12 minutes. No more. 
So I'm waiting for this for this couple, and they're and they're, they're taking a little longer because he's like trying to teach his girlfriend or whatever. And I get it; it's a cute little activity. And plus, you know, if she gets into it, shit, you can play and not get in trouble because she'll be with you. You know what I mean? So they hit probably five together, and it takes a little longer than around a minute a ball because he's teaching her. But now she she taps out. All right, I'm done. The last five years, and I'm like, okay, great. I've been, you know, already here for fucking five, six minutes, eight minutes, whatever the fuck it is, five balls with this guy with me waiting right behind him on a bench and his girlfriend tapped out and waiting for him as well. This should be maybe five minutes. Maybe. I mean, honestly, it should be like three minutes. You, you, you get a ball, you figure out what you're, you're working on, whether it's your takeaway, your finish, your grip, pressure, whatever it is, a couple second swing thought, you swing. And then you go back. It should honestly take about 30 seconds of ball. This fucking guy takes, no joke, like 10 minutes for these five fucking balls. He's thinking about his life, the stock market, what he's going to eat for dinner, where he's going to come after he fucks his girlfriend. He's thinking about his whole life, calculations, astronomy, are there aliens, multiple, multiple, the dimensional travel, who's gonna he's gonna vote for, pollution, should he recycle, are aliens real? Pedophilia rings, he's thinking about everything, it seems, pre-shot. It's taken so long for him to hit these five fucking balls. I'm sweating my dick off. Alright? I just wanna get and swing some fucking clubs. Keep the feel going. If I play around, I just got something going because I haven't, you know, because I've played relatively recently. I want, I want to keep that feel. Just get my fucking swings in. Get out of the house, and you're taking forever to hit these five goddamn golf balls. Don't you see that this place is packed and that there's like two people waiting for each stall? I've been waiting already for 10 minutes. Your girlfriend and her sweaty tits are sitting down waiting for you. She's glistening like Apollo Creed. I'm fucking sweating, haven't even swung a goddamn club yet. And you're taking 10 minutes a shot. What the fuck? And then finally, he finishes up. Moseys on out of the stall. Not like a finishes his last shot, looks at me and goes, oh shit, sorry. And then like, you know, does a little shuffle to get his bag and then shuffle. No. Finishes his shot, admires the shank that he just made. Gingerly just goes over to his bag, casually throws his club in, does a little trunk twist. Ah, oh, God. Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good range test. He sucked, by the way. Pretty good range test. Picks up his bag, still within the the um, confines of the stall. Looks at his girlfriend. He's like, should we go? And she's looking at him going like, yeah, guy. We should go. Do you see the guy next to me standing up with his fucking bag over his shoulder waiting for your chicken ass to get out of the fucking stall, you cheese doodle? And then he leaves and doesn't even give me a look of like, all right, all yours, as like a common courtesy of like, hey, yeah, all right, you know, thanks for waiting kind of thing, you know? I'm just like, you know, dude, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, you piece of shit. It's just like people are just so inconsiderate and so unaware. It's like, listen, I'm not saying you should rush for your last balls, your last five balls, but at least maybe have a little bit of like, okay, this guy is waiting. Maybe I shouldn't do my full routine. It's backed up. I've already hit, I've already hit a, a whole bucket of balls. Not only is this guy waiting for the stall and I've had my fill, 
but my sweaty fucking girlfriend is is waiting too. And maybe we should go home and shower and fuck or do something and watch a new show and just get the hell out of here so the next person accuses us all and then so far and so on and so forth. Huh? Like I did. Like when I was almost done with my bucket and I had like six balls left, I saw people waiting. So maybe I hit a little a little quicker than usual. You know, still still got my pre-shot routine in, still thinking about what I'm working on each swing, but just a little cognizant of the fact that people are waiting. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is it me? <laughs> Is it me? Am I just living in a world that I'm not fit for? Because I'm a little too self-aware. I'm a little too self-conscious. I'm overly concerned about being uh, a hindrance on people. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think I'm allergic to alcohol. I, I, I really do. I, I, think, I think I'm just allergic to alcohol. I don't know what happened. My body's changing. I'm allergic to pineapple. Was never allergic to pineapple before. But now I have the lovely experience of whenever I eat pineapple, which was my favorite fruit. One of my top three favorite fruits. It's probably blueberries, strawberries, and pineapple. Maybe mango over strawberries. But definitely top five. For sure top five. Definitely, definitely, definitely. My brother's name is Charlie Babbitt. Definitely fucking pineapple was in top five for sure. But over the years, I never, I, I didn't, I didn't catch on for years. But I'd go to Whole Foods and I would get this smoothie that always had pineapple in it, or I'd get a smoothie that had pineapple because pineapple is a big selling point for me in smoothies because I love the taste of pineapple. But after I would drink these smoothies, my throat would feel like I swallowed glass or swallowed plastic. And I would always think, like, oh, did my straw break off when I cracked it into the thing? Was there plastic in the fucking fruit before she mixed it? Um, I always, like, I honestly thought I was, like, swallowing plastic. Or, like, was there glass in there? That's how bad my throat hurt. And then years later, I guess a year ago, me and Zoe would get on this huge pineapple kick where we get these pineapples from Trader Joe's. I'd cut them up. And I just eat, I would eat so much pineapple. I fucking love pineapple. But I kept catching on because it was so above me. I was so out of the realm of possibilities for me to be allergic to pineapple that this didn't even cross my mind as an option. Where after I would eat it, I would notice that either my throat would hurt like I was swallowed plastic. Or my mouth would get super fucking itchy. Or it would feel like I chewed glass and it, it felt like I had cuts in my mouth. And I know you're probably thinking, Vinny, how do you not pinpoint that to pineapple? I'm like, well, I did eventually, you fucking prick, which is why I'm telling you. But for a while, I don't think that's the case. I've been eating it for, for 30 fucking years. So I didn't think that'd be an issue or even a possibility. But then I found out by, while doing the Google and talking to people, I'm allergic to pineapple. So I think... Over the years, if that could happen, my body can change. Maybe my body could change. I'm allergic to alcohol. I used to drink like a fish. In college, I used to get blackout drunk every fucking weekend. I've said it before, but senior year, me and my buddy coach, we would Friday. What was it, what was it, coach? We would Friday night. We would get a handle of black velvet whiskey or like Canadian Club or Evan Williams, some dog shit whiskey, some plastic bottle whiskey. And then we'd get a 30 of like Natty Light. Him and I would drink the, the all, we would drink all the beer. Granted, I had a 
propensity for propensity, Perple- yeah, propensity. I think to um, hand out beers to people. Like, oh, come on, I'll give you a beer. And Kyle would be like, Kyle, the trooper that he was, just a testament to what our friendship looked like. He was always pulling the weight, and I was always fucking putting weight onto his back. He'd put, he would load the beers into a backpack, and then that was like our kind of our, our BYOB receptacle for parties. And he would carry the backpack, and then I would just take beers out, and you know. I would give beers to people and eventually be like, stop giving fucking beers to people, dude. So we would drink the whole case. We'd probably have we'd have like maybe eight each and I would give out <laughs> quite a bit. Maybe we'd have like ten each maybe. I don't know. Actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm fucking this up. Yeah, we'd have like seven each. I'd give out like four or five. The next night, we'd have like maybe four or five beers left of that 30 and like half the handle. And then Saturday night, we'd buy a 12-pack of beer finish that and the remainder of beers we had from the 30 and then we'd basically finish the handle we would drink so much so much i mean granted we give some shots to our buddies and stuff we didn't drink the entire handle but coach wasn't that basically it when we drink all that i mean we we would drink an absurd amount of alcohol and then after college in my 20s i drank a fuck ton and around 25 26 i kind of like stopped liking to drink because like the drunk just slowly didn't feel as good obviously hangovers kick in more too and a hangover just lasts way longer and then now i'm 31 and i have literally two beers two beers i had two fucking beers last friday no i'm sorry i I had whiskey and i had a fucking guinness i had probably two and a half three fingers of whiskey and a guinness and while i'm drinking the guinness i'm barely buzzed i'm getting a fucking headache and then I go home and I'm like, I feel fucking weird. I have a headache. My stomach feels weird. I pass out. I wake up in the middle of the night, like four o'clock in the morning. And like, I don't know what's going on. My fucking heart is pounding. It feels like I'm having a panic attack. I'm drenched in sweat. Wasn't having a stressful dream. Nothing like that. I feel like I'm having a fucking panic attack. I try to go back to bed. I hear my heart pounding over my air conditioner. I have to get up, drink some cold gla- a cold glass of water, walk around, do some fucking Navy SEAL breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Navy SEALs use this breathing when they're like in hypothermia or behind enemy lines. I'm doing this breathing in the middle of the night on a fucking Friday because I'm an embarrassment. I'm not a man. So that just gives you an idea what the fuck I'm dealing with. So I'm doing this shit and it's like, and I could feel like my body wasn't just quite functioning right because I, I had alcohol in my system. And then the next day, I'm just on Queer Street. I'm fucked up. I'm like, I got a headache. I'm exhausted. I haven't been able to like take a nap when I know I need to. I can't do it. I can't go to the gym. I get, it just was miserable. And it's like, am I just allergic to alcohol? Everyone's like, Vinny, why don't you drink more? Oh man, it used to be more fun. Why don't you drink? Da da da. Come on. D- don't you think I want to, guys? Don't you think I wish that felt good? Obviously, you guys feel great when you drink, which is why you do it. I don't feel well when I drink. I'm not feeling the feeling that you feel when you drink. It's not like I'm inverse to the euphoria that you feel when you drink. I don't feel that. That's the fucking issue. I don't feel amazing when I drink. That's the feeling that I'm feeling. If you felt what I felt, you wouldn't drink either. It's not like I'm adverse to having fun. 
It's that when I drink, I feel like shit. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm going through. It's not like I hate fun. I'm not fucking Ebenezer Scrooge. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, I went to this 4th of July party with Zoe uh, briefly when I picked her up. And she's fucking three sheets to the wind. She's a little high. She's a little drunk. Eating cupcakes and donuts. And she's in a bikini with her little tits and fucking sticky fingers. And I'm just sitting there with with my tight asshole because... I'm in a group of a large people and I haven't drank and I don't want to drink and the fireworks go on and she, she gets up and she's just like, Oh my God, look at the fireworks, babe. Ah! She's making noises like a little kid. Like she hasn't left her house. Like she's been chained to a fucking radiator her whole life and she has been married to her father and then police come and rescue her and like realize, Hey, listen, that's your dad. He shouldn't have been touching you that way and she's like what the fuck am i yeah i went went a little little too far with that one but it seems like she's been fucking locked in a basement her whole life and she sees fireworks for the first time and she's like fucking has her mind blown it's like no she's had nine white claws and she's feeling good about herself so fireworks are fun you should try sometime Vinny. i wish i could but i don't like drinking so i'm just standing there like a fucking mannequin in a macy's window wearing a fucking you know sweater for the fall and, you know, she's having fun. And she looks at me. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, can you just not squeal so much? I think people are looking. And then she looks around. She's like, no one's looking. And I look around. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. No one's looking. You know why they're not looking, Vinny? Because they're all drunk, too. And they're squealing at fireworks, too. And, you know, you should try it sometime. You should have a couple of fucking high noons or a beer bong or whatever the fuck it is. But I can't because I don't feel good after I do it. My stomach hurts. I get a headache. I don't feel good when I get drunk. And if I do get drunk and it feels good, it's a fucking rarity. You know, it. I, I rarely have that euphoria, euphoric feeling, you know. Usually I, I feel it for a couple of seconds and then either it wears off and I feel sick or I want to fucking punch somebody. So, I guess I'm allergic to alcohol. I don't know. I don't know. But everyone always, everyone keeps breaking my balls. Video, why don't you drink? Why don't you drink? Oh, you used to be more fun. Oh, you don't want to drink? Again, guys, it's not that I don't like the feeling, Okay. I, I used to feel that, and that's why I used to do it a lot. I, I just, the, the feeling has changed. What's that song? The feeling has gone away. Oh, that blue song. But yeah, I don't know. So, which, which I, I, I think that's just what my reality is. I'm allergic to pineapple. I'm allergic to fucking booze. Fun stuff, man. Really, really fun stuff. Happy to be here. L-I-V-I-N. <sighs> okay. Um, all right, two more things and I'll, I'll wrap it up. Okay. So I should let me say, yeah, two more things and I should, and Derek should be here. Perfect. All right. So all right, what, should I, what should I end with? Uh, all right. So <clears throat> if you happen to listen to this dude, just know it was a pleasure meeting you. I genuinely liked you. Um, and I guess I'm a shithead. This is just my opinion. Hopefully I'm wrong. But hey, listen, hopefully we can be friends. And again, you know, it's a podcast. Things are slightly amplified for comedic effect and also just to like, you know, create some content. But again, if you listen to this, appreciate ya. And uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully no hard feelings. Okay, so a buddy of mine, who's not the person I'm referring to, I'll say my buddy's name who I'm not talking about. The gentleman that I was referring to, I won't say his name. My buddy 
very funny comedian, Cam Moffat, great dude. Um, he was like, hey, a buddy of mine, who's the guy I was referring to, a buddy of mine wrote this short film. He's looking for actors. He asked me. I'm not big into acting. I know you actually like acting and are you know into it. Would you be willing to do this project? It's not going to pay anything, but you know it is what it is. I'm like, and again, I can't. You know, I shouldn't say no to things. I also, you know, so I'm like, sure, send me the script. Uh, I'm sure I'll do it. But let me just, you know, let me just read it. Sends me the script. I open it. Immediately, I know it's going to be a horrible script because he didn't use any software to help format it. Usually, when you're not investing in software to properly format a script like Final Draft or whatever that it is. It's generally a bad indication of it's going to be dog shit. I read it, and, you know, as I suspected, very bad. A friend of mine, who's also a listener, who I shout out more than I should, Luke Allen, host from the Live from the 405 podcast, has a love, if you will, (laughs) and pleasure in reading horrible scripts. So, to give him a little bit of pleasure as well as to uh, solidify my feeling that this might be a subpar script, I go, hey, listen, have yourself a laugh, read this, but also confirm that this is pretty bad, right? He calls me up. He's like, dude, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, shit, really? It is? No, no, no. Amazingly bad. I go, I loved it. Thank you for saying this to me. I go, okay, it's not just me, right? He's like, no, no. Too much description. It's almost like the, the scene descriptions are yelling at. He's like, yeah, it's top to bottom, pretty bad. And I'm like, I think I'm going to do it, though, just because it's practice. He's like, well, good for you, guy. So I get the script Wednesday, I think. To, oh, no, I get it Tuesday. I, get, I have a call with the guy on Wednesday, the you know writer, producer, director, if you will, of this project. He talks to me about, again, super nice guy, man, super nice guy. Uh, I've seen a clip of his stand-up online. He's funny. You know, but just this happens not to be his 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 his, his best uh, his best foot forward. So, I talk to him and I'm like, "Hey, thanks for for asking me to do it," which I do appreciate because it's 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 practice for me to one get out of my comfort level and do something I'm not used to doing. I'm not used to acting actually that often, so it's nice to have that. It's good to practice memorizing lines. It's good to practice being on set. It's good to practice listening to an actor in a scene. It's good to practice talking to an actor in a scene. All of these, hitting my mark, all of these things, right? Taking direction and actually implementing the direction the director gave me and, and actually using it in the scene. All these things are good to do. So I'm genuinely appreciative of being a part of this and, and exercising all those muscles. So we have a call, da, da, da. He goes, all right, cool. So we're going to shoot Saturday night and be at my house your call time which is basically the time you're supposed to be on set is 8 45 p.m i'm like okay great so saturday comes around it happens to be the day after the friday i mentioned where i drank three drinks and and i'm hungover so all of saturday i'm trying to be off book which means completely memorize my lines so i don't have to look at the script to reference it trying to be off book and nurse this fucking hangover. So all day Saturday I'm doing that. I'm tired. And now I have to drive to bumfuck California because he's like 40 minutes away to do these two scenes. So finally it comes down. I'm 
you know, pretty comfortable with the, with the sides, which is also, you know, synonymous for lines. Actors call them sides. Pretty good with the sides. I drive out there. I'm planning to be there 10 to 15 minutes early because if you ain't early, you're late. I show up to his house. He lives in a nice little neighborhood. Great little neighborhood. Actually, phenomenal little neighborhood. Nice house. Quiet. You just feel like you're in America. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're in America in the 50s where people had like picket fences and lawns and dogs and they came home from work and, and dinner was ready and there's no crime or animals breaking into places and stealing things. It just felt like America, you know, like what, like what it's supposed to be. So I go into his neighborhood. I park. It's, you, you, you could hear a fucking cricket shit. It's so beautiful. Okay. You got little shooting stars overhead, low, low light pollution. Because you're kind of in the fucking sticks of it. Show up and immediately, in a, in addition to the script, I knew it was going to be a travesty. Because where we were filming on the porch of his house were household lamps. Lamps that are in a, the office of your place. Lamps next to your bed. Lamps next to where maybe is a cozy chair and you read a book. Those lamps are outside as lighting. Now, lighting, set lighting, is a very integral, important, and difficult part of shooting things. When Luke shot his um, thing, the new guy, which is on Instagram, go to Luke Allen, uh, his YouTube page, which I think is A-L-L-E-I-N, which is actually how you spell his last name. So L-U-K-E-A-L-L-E-I-N on YouTube. Um, Watch the new guy. Uh, it's a sketch that he wrote, directed, produced. I was the executive producer and star. It's a great thing. Anyway, when he was doing that, it would take longer to light the shot than to fucking shoot the shot with like, you know, saying the lines. It took longer to light it because you're dealing with like, I'm not sure what the proper term is, but like artificial light, natural light, um, you know, you don't want to blow it out. You don't want it to be too dark. You don't want shadows on people's faces if, you, if you're not intending to have shadows. It's a whole big, it's a whole art in itself. You know, you have people on set who just do lighting. That's their whole fucking thing. It's a difficult thing. But it's also an integral part of the scene. Because if it looks like shit, even if it's amazing, you're not going to want to watch it. So already I'm like, okay, well, it's going to be lit like shit. So it's, it's going to look horrible. Even if it's filmed on a beautiful camera. And, the, and it's a great lens and, you know, it's, you know, the DP is talented or whatever the fuck it is. If it's lit horribly, it's going to look like shit. So when I see those lamps, I'm just like, okay, well, we're fucked, you know. So I see that and then I go, okay, well, this is going to be horrible. So I walk into his house. It's, a, it's the two other actors. One I'm doing a scene with, the other one I'm not, which is a bad indication of time. Because whenever you, whenever people are doing indie things, it's always, you're always fucking, it's always running behind. But again, like when I, when I shot Living at Home, the proof of concept, I, I scheduled the shoots where I'm like, okay, we're going to shoot this on this day, this on this day. It's going to be more shoots as opposed to banging at all in like two or three days. It's going to be more shoots, but I'm going to be able to give people who are acting in it a clear and accurate indication of what your call time will be and what your wrap time will be. 
because that's important to me. Getting you in at a certain time and starting at that time, and then also getting you out on the time I promise you to. Just like Luke. Luke had very strict times for people to be on set, so that way you can be wrapped at a certain time. So that way you're not there for the whole fucking day. Hey, show up at this time. We should be pretty close to shooting at that time. But I will make sure we get you out extremely close to the time that I see you will be out on time. Uh, you know, out. Respecting people's time. I know it sounds crazy. Most people don't fucking do that. So I show up at my call time. Actually, 10 minutes before. I go into his house. The scene... That still has to be shot, has not been shot yet, has not even been started. There's been no walkthroughs, there's been no run-throughs, nothing. And it's a three-shot scene. It's the master, which is getting everyone in the shot, and then everyone's singles. Two people. So that's that's three sh- three scenes with several takes, each scene. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I show up and the guy's like, all right, cool. So we're going to start in a little bit. They're going to do their scene. I, I, just, I just wanted you here early. You know, I'm like, oh, great. Why? I'm, I, you're not paying me, but I'm still an adult and I'm going to respect the time you tell me to show up. So I, I actually have, I have to fucking wrap this up quick. So Derek's almost here. All right. So anyway, so he's like, all right, cool. We're going to, we're going to do their scene. Then we'll break for dinner and then we're going to film yours. I'm like, who, I'm like, who's eating dinner? I already ate. He's like, oh, uh, I'm, like, I'm like, I go to the other actors. Have you eaten? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So they've eaten. I don't need to eat. Do you need to eat? Because I'm already pissed off. I'm like, do you need to eat? He's like, no. I'm like, then there's, then I don't need dinner. Let's just do their scenes because you haven't done them yet, apparently. And then we'll bang out mine. And then I'm done. He's like, oh, <clears throat> okay, okay, cool. So we go outside, and they're doing walkthroughs. They're he's framing the scene. He's you know getting you know people in position, setting marks. Takes forever, and the guys are like, you know, ready to go. The actor's ready to go, and he goes, "All right, cool." So, uh, so the director goes, "All right, cool." So, all right, you're gonna, and he starts, he starts going through the script. He goes, "All right, so you're gonna say this, and then you're gonna say that, and then you're gonna say this, and then you're gonna say that." And the one guy who like is a professional actor, who's a professional stuntman, is like, "Are you doing line reading right now? Are you are you telling us how to?" Because a, a line reading, if you don't know, is very disrespectful to actors. A line reading is basically someone telling you how to specifically say a line. You know, like an actor could interpret a line saying like, you know, I don't want you anymore. Right? Or it could be interpreted as like um I don't I I I just don't want you anymore. You know? It could be like aggressive or it could be like, you know, I feel bad that I don't want you anymore. You know, depending on what the character is, what the scene is, it's for the actor to interpret. And usually their instincts should be correct. You know? Or like, for instance, like a, a scene that I did one time was um, in acting class was the line was because the guy thought he was um, the guy. The w- wife thought he was cheating on her. So and the line was, I'm not fucking around. And I actually misinterpreted it like saying, like, I'm not fucking around. Like, don't play with me. But the line actually meant to be read, like, I'm not, I'm not fucking around. Like, I'm not fucking around on you, you know? Anyway, I fucked that up. That's an instance where, like, the, the person could be like, hey, listen, you know that's the wrong con- context, right? My point is, a line reading is a little disrespectful to actors who are seasoned because, like, it's for them to kind of interpret what the, what the sides are, what the character's feeling, you know? So the actor goes, are, are, you, are you giving us a line reading? What, what is this? Oh no no! I'm just kind of walking through the scene, so I so I, I I'm all set with this. Like okay okay, so 
So it's about you. So it's not about us. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So then say that because it, it makes it. You're making it seem like you're telling us how to say this. We just rehearsed this in front of you. We're we're fine. We're ready to go. Let, let's shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, so you're gonna walk in, the guy. There's stage direction. There's action. I know what I'm doing. Just, just let's just do it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool. All right, and action. The guy walks in, leans against the wall. And by the way, it's only lit by the the ceiling light on the on the outdoor porch. So it's harsh artificial lighting casting from above their head. So there's wicked shadows. It's yellow, it's blown out, it's horrible. Guy walks in, leans against the wall. Hey man. Good set. Cut cut hold on. It's it's hey man, a beat. Good set. And the guy's like, okay. Let's do it again from the top. Go to first position. Alright, and action. Guy walks up, leans against the wall. Hey man. Good set. Okay, okay, no, it's, all right. It's, hey man, a beat. Good set. Just try it again. The guy's like, I, I am doing that. I am saying, hey man. I am giving it a second, indicating that hey man is the greeting. And then separately from that, I am now saying, good set. What do you want me to do? Well, just, just say, hey man, I am giving a beat. I'll, I'll do it longer if you want. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just let's just, yeah, let's try it longer, okay? And the guy goes, first position. Let's go back. Action. Hey, man. Okay, now say it, hey, uh, dude. What do you, <clears throat> what do you want me to do? Let's just another guy, and now the other guy starts chiming in. Let's just run the scene from start to finish, and then give us direction. We can even watch the playback. Just let us run the fucking scene first. He's like, dude, the, the guy who referred me to you. Referred you to me. Said you were a good. Uh, said you were a good director. Already, this is a hard. This is a travesty. He didn't say. He didn't say a travesty. Already, we're not off to a great start. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's just run, let's just run the whole thing. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So they go back to first position. They do the scene, and then finally, the guy just like takes the fucking hint just to shut up and let these guys do it because they're doing a great job with kind of the dog shit dialogue that was given to them. You know. And then they do they they wrap on the they finish the master shot which is the shot that shows both of them, and then it goes to each of their singles. And he goes to the first guy's single, who's the professional stuntman and good actor, and the guy's like, "Do, do you need the so and so to stand in for an eyeline?" He's like, "I know where the I know where my eyeline is, dude. Let's just do this, man. All right. If I do it and my eyeline's all fucked up, then then have him in there." The guy's tall dude. He's top of the door frame. I know exactly where to look. Let's just do this. And then he looks at me, the actor, and he's like, why are you here, by the way? And I'm like, uh, I was just told to come. But when are you shooting your scenes? And I'm like, after you guys? Then why the fuck did you get here so early? And he looks at the director, the guy running the project. He's like, why did you have him come here so early? He's doing nothing, standing here. And the guy's like, oh, I just, I just wanted him here early. And he looks at me, he's like, well, I'm sorry. That sucks. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it does suck. And in my head, I'm like, I fucking love you, dude. So then the guy, he does his sides, his singles, and then he's wrapped. But then he sticks around to feed lines off camera to the other guy doing his singles. So they don't finish their scene until 
keep in mind, I was there at 8.45. 8.45. They didn't finish their scene until 10.15. I didn't start shooting my scene until fucking 10.30. 10.30. And then luckily the dude who I was filming with was not off book. Meaning, did not know his lines. So we walked through it a couple times and then we just basically improv where we got to where we needed to go. We got to the important parts where it was, um, you should be, you shouldn't, you, you drank too much. You shouldn't be driving. Who's on stage? Why am I headlining so late? Did I, we all, we got to all the important parts or just cut a lot of the fat out and then added some, some, some things that made the scene funnier. And then finally we wrapped or the, the guy wrapped that I was with, I had to film an additional scene, like my sides, that he already f- filmed, but in a different you know location or whatever, because it's a phone call. So we filmed my thing. Finally, I rap. I don't leave until 11.05. I get there at, I got there at 8.45. I didn't rap until 5 past 11. I was probably filming for maybe, what was that, 10.20 to 11. So like, I don't know, 40... Five minutes, whatever it is. I mean, an uh, hour and 40. What, God, what is that? 10, 20, 20, yeah, like 45, 50 minutes, something like that. I was filming for. So I, I could have, if I had gotten there at 8.45, which is my call time, which I did, I should have wrapped bef- around 9.30-ish. But no, I was there till fucking past 11 because this guy took forever to shoot the fucking prior scene. And it's to the point where, like, he's a nice guy. I'm glad I was a part of it because it was good practice. But I cannot wait to see the final product. Because that poor guy, whoever's whoever's editing this fucking thing, oh, my God. No slating. No scene one, Apple, take two. No scene one, Bravo, take three. Nothing labeled, whether it's the, the visual slate of the, or, or the audio. So... Who knows what this thing's going to fucking look like. But it's like, dude, yeah, you were organized with giving me like my own little sides when I showed up, which was great. But why tell me to get there fucking early, huh? And waste my fucking time. Did you not trust me to arrive? Well, then that's on you for, for casting me, right? That's on, that's, that's on you for not giving me incentive. You know, maybe throw me 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Or say, hey, listen, a meal will be here for you. When you, when you get here, that you can either take to go or or just, if that's what you're worried about, then give me an incentive. But don't just get me there and trap me there and give me like an hour and a half window to where I could possibly be late but still make my scene, you know? Because then you just waste my whole fucking Saturday night. You could have said, just be here by 10. And if we looks like we're wrapping early, um, maybe just be on call. Don't like, you know, really be too far away or unavailable. Maybe I'll text you around 9, 9.30 to come here a little early, but just plan to be here by 10.15 or something. Maybe fucking say that, but to have me there just like an hour and a half early or whatever the fuck it is, just to just have me there in staging like a like, like I'm being paid to wait, like it's a fucking union gig, that's just wrong. You're wasting my fucking time, especially for a project that hates to break it to you. I'm not going to show anybody unless it's a fucking for a hoot, you know, but if you're listening, pal, I'm sorry if this has offended you, but maybe it's a fucking wake up call to one, do a little more due diligence with making sure everything is set up and lit correctly and spend the fucking money and time like everyone else does. Or like, I don't know, just don't 
dick around your actors. But again, I mean, you're a nice guy. I hate talking shit. Hopefully you don't listen to this. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to the finished product. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, no, no. But anyway, I feel like a fucking dick. You, you, you guys know I'm not a piece of shit. It's just I, I was complaining about it, like I always do. It's just you know, it's not nice to fuck people around, and you know, this is my cunty way of getting back at having my time wasted by complaining about this. But he's a great guy, very nice dude. He's a funny stand-up. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and this turns out great. I don't think it will, but hopefully, I'm wrong. Anyway, I gotta go, guys. Uh, you're the best. I appreciate all yous. You know that. I love you. And I will see you again next week. Bye.